You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. I hope you can hear me. This is Win Christian Speak Talk Radio. Uh, this is our three real life, real men, and real talk. We have our topic today about the fathers is next, uh, next Sunday, man. We're going to talk a little bit about fathers. We've got a couple of scriptures. Just want to check in and see who's with me so far. Is, uh, uh, who's with me, Brother Cleophus? Yes, sir. Oh, good. Thank you, bro. Good to see you, your voice again, man. I see a couple other people online uh, that are visiting. want to thank you for to, to, for signing in with us today. We're about to go ahead and get started. Uh, before we do that, I want to remind everybody about other broadcasts that we got coming up. We got History Body Grace with Minister Vanessa Williams is at Tuesday at 7 p.m. Declaring the finished work is Thursday at 12 noon. Uh, Friday Night Joy is uh, the, the first, the second, and the fourth Friday at 7 p.m. The Bread of Life is the first and the third Sunday at 7, 7 p.m. Challenge and Changes with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Our monthly broadcast, I'll follow Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones, his first. Monday at 7 p.m., The Boat and the Beautiful. It's every second Saturday at 10 a.m., Adoration with the Vance of North McElwain. It's every third Monday of the month. Marriage Takeo, The Body of One with Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson. It's every third Sunday at 7 p.m. Our three, Real Life for Real Men, Real Talk, uh, which is today, but of course, every second Saturday at 7 p.m. And uh, let's see what else we got. Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Wayne Dixon. It's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a free conference call. The number is 717-770-5505. The access code is 732-499. Of course, Matters of the Heart, Sigma's Ministry. We got like about four or five different hosts for that. That's every third Friday at 7 p.m. In fact, this next Friday coming up also we have, we're going to have Marriage Takeover Ministry with uh, Pastor Eric and Pastor Tamika with us. Amen. That'll be broadcasted. Um, later that day, but we're going to have a Zoom call first, and then we'll add, add it to the uh, the broadcast later, probably about 9 o'clock and that night or something like that. So, again, we are excited about what God is doing. Don't forget, Spiritual Nuggets of Truth is every second and fourth Monday at 8 p.m. And please go to our website. you find out a little bit more about us at WhenChristianSpeaks.com and a little bit more information about the different hosts and some of the, some of the older broadcasts located there, too. Amen. So let's just go. Amen. Let's go, let's go ahead and open up in prayer. Father God, we come today first to say thank you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your love, God. Thank you for all that you have been doing in our life, God. Thank you for this month, for the whole year, God. You have kept us from safe, harm, and danger, God. Father, we pray today that we give this broadcast with the brothers with you, to you, Lord Jesus. You will come and have your way, Holy Spirit. We can't do this without you. We need you in this time and this season with all the chaotic, crazy things that's going on in the world, God. We need your your power. We need your anointing. We need you 
your your strength to help us to stand. And after we've done all we can to continue to stand in the power and the glory of your name, Lord Jesus. We need you, Lord Jesus, to be able to speak the life and not death to God, to those that are out there, whether those that's in the church, the body of Christ, and those that even in the world, whether it be Muslim, but to speak the name of you, Jesus. We pray against every spirit and every principality that comes up against the authority of who you got, who you are, God. We want to represent, we want to be salt, light, and power in a season, in a time that you have called us to be, God. We want us to be everything that you have called us to be. Again, we give this broadcast to you. We thank you for the brothers and the guests that have joined, Lord Jesus. We give this broadcast to you and say, have your way, Holy Spirit. You speak the oracles and the mysteries of the gospel, Lord Jesus. You speak so that yokes may be broken and walls may be torn down, God. You speak, God, so that families may be reunited, God. You speak so that healing may take place, God. Deliverance may take You speak, Lord Jesus, those things that are not as though they were, Lord Jesus. We know, God, that when you speak it, it shall be done. We do pray this prayer in Christ Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Again, I want to welcome everybody to Woodbridge Talk Radio. This is our three real life, real men, real talk. I believe that I'm joined with uh, Brother Cleopas and Brother Tyrone. I believe we're both in the house. I'm waiting for a couple of other brothers to join us. And uh, brothers, I uh, pulled out a topic about uh, fathers, and I had asked, I believe Andrea Rose is with us too, uh, Brother Cleopas, because uh, I know the Father's Day is next Sunday again and everything like that. And I want us to just talk about father, being a father. Um, many of the brothers and other broadcasts are fathers, but our main father is the father, uh, God, God the Father, and his love that he has for us. Amen. So I just want to welcome you, brothers, and hello to everybody. Hello. Um, How y'all doing? Amen. 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 Hello. Amen. Okay. So let's go ahead and get started. Like I said, I know the brother Elsa said he was going to join us and Brother Tony will probably join us too. But this is, again, this real men, real talk. Amen. And uh, we're going to start off with you, Brother Tyrone, and and, uh, and, and Pastor D, uh, and everything like that. And, and Brother Cleo, for what I would like to do maybe next month, uh, sometimes, but ask, ask about your spouse whether she can join us too. Man, and just talk about you know, being married and talk about uh, uh, you as a man and a husband and all that kind of thing. Anything you'd like to see, I want to open it up to all of them, all the brothers that are married and if they are in a relationship like that, okay? But um, let's go ahead and yep. um, get started. You, Brother Tyrone, man, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, I think it was sort of the last brother that I, I had asked you about it and stuff like that, and then I had to sit out a reminder. But I just want to thank you and, uh, and uh, uh, Pastor D for joining us, man. So what are you, what are, when you talk, when we, go ahead and start the conversation with us between you and, and uh, Andrew, Sister D, about a father, about being a father. Well, of course he's making, of course he's making me start first, so I don't mind. And, and <laughs> greetings to, <laughs> greetings to my brethren. Great um, greetings to you, um, Pastor Rain. We thank God for just allowing us to be on the broadcast. And um, when I think about fathers, I, I think about, I think about my father. Uh, well, the kids asked me the other day, said, what are we going to give um, Dad for his for Father's Day? And I said, I don't know. That's up to y'all. That's, that's y'all father, not mine. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But I, I um, appreciate my husband. I appreciate him being the father that he um, is 
until his children, even though they're grown and gone, um, he's still a father to them. He gives them father advice, and he gives them their love. And um, when I think about um, my father, um, the memories that I have, and he's passed on, but um, some were good and some were bad. And I think about him often because um, uh, we weren't raised, we weren't raised in the church. And so I had to um, endure um, some things that maybe a child shouldn't have. But I thank God for him, doing the best that he could. And I thank God that he was a provider, um, was a provider for his family. Um, and I thank God for that. I did see that growing up, and I saw, you know, he was a drinker, and, um, you know, sometimes things weren't all good, but I thank God that he was there. We were around my father, and I was able to see him. I was able to appreciate him later on um, in life. I was able to appreciate him when he came um, to Richmond. Uh, We were able to take him to church and I saw the repentance, and I saw, you know, what God was dealing with him. And I thank God for that. And I, that's my fond memory of him going to church with us and him repenting and crying out to the Lord, saying that um, I feel like a father um, can portray the, the thing that he, he instilled in me or I saw was repentance. And I saw that... Um, all the things that he didn't do or that he did that wasn't right before God, I was able to see him cry out to the Lord, and I appreciate that. Amen. 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 That was my wife uh, speaking so perfectly well. We thank God for her. Uh, we're talking about we're talking about fathers and and today and one thing that I. Can say being a father, we thank God, Lord bless us to be to become a father many years ago. And uh, the first thing that we learn as being a father is is being being one with the family. You know, it, it wasn't all about me being the father of my children or the husband or my wife, but was also being a child of God. Uh, which is ahead of, which was the head of my life when I got started in this uh, role as a father. And the main thing that I learned about being a father early on is what we teach our children or what we show our children uh, or our family is that we you know, I always been in the church, so that's all I knew to bring to the table when I became when I became a father. That's all I knew to bring to the table was the realness of me being a father was being in church. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't in the church when we got married, but all of my children, while them know me as being a father, all of their life they knew me as being a, a man of God in the church. So. What I had to present to them and what I brought to the table was God. And that was first and foremost, I showed them that God was the head of my life. And I think if 
a father is going to be a father. That is the most uh, positive impact if he show him that although he's a father, there's someone that's higher than him or, or and that he can humble himself enough to submit himself to a higher power. As I, as my children submit themselves to me, I had to submit myself to my children as well uh, to let them feel and see that, hey, I can talk to the they can talk to their father as as I talk to my heavenly father. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my wife said, uh, I didn't have the opportunity to, uh, I didn't have the opportunity to grow up with my father, or, or to even meet my father, as far as that is concerned. But the only father that I knew, my heavenly father, was God. And I lost, uh, uh, of course, there was a lot of spiritual spiritual men in my life uh, that was uh was half of being a father to me. But I learned from my heavenly father and what he had taught me. I actually learned from my mother. You know, she she was my father. She was my she was my mentor for as far as a spiritual leader, uh a a really father figure because my father wasn't there for me. Uh, so my mother, she took the role of everything uh, in my life as a father. I mean, the discipline, the training, the teaching, the loving. The... I didn't have a man to sit down and, and show me how to love. So when I got my children, uh, only thing I knew from what uh, to be a father was was what my mother taught me or either what the church showed me. Uh, the mentors, the, the the pastors and friends that was in my life. Uh, that was my grandfather in, in in the picture, but I was only with him for a little while. But he showed me a lot as well. So it wasn't too many men in my life, but like I said, I had God. And I tell my children today, it's better to know God than not need him, than to need God and not know him. And, you know, with that thought in mind, I was able to instill in them what I knew about God. So that, that brought in prayer. That brought in uh, I, I, my boy. I only had one. I raised up one boy. I raised up quite a few boys, but one I only had. Uh, by my wife, my wife and I had only one boy, but I was able to teach him how to be a man or how to be a boy growing up as well as I'm teaching my, grandson, my grandchildren now. And my daughters, I had to, I had to be a father to them, of such as I didn't know how, because I didn't have a father. But I had to go for the word of God that I had, the God that I had in me. And uh, I think first and foremost, being a father, I I had to teach them that you know God first, you know God was first. Yes, we 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 got married, and uh, I spoke. Uh, two weeks ago on the family, uh, but uh, it's God first. If we put God in it, or God ahead of things in our life, uh, he will help us raise, teach, train, whatever we need to do for our children. And now that our children have grown, you know, I can appreciate the fact, I was telling my wife the other day, I appreciate the fact I was there in my children's lives because they didn't have, they wouldn't have had no other man to look up to if I wasn't there. I mean, it could have been someone else. It could have been, uh, she could have, my wife could have adopted a boyfriend, I mean, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, 
or whatever, and that person could have been in their life, but uh, she stuck with me, and I stuck with her, and we made a family. I'm the man. She's the woman. So that's what our children have to look at. But what we both had together growing up since we've been married was God. And so that's who we turn to for our troubles, our trials, our good times, our sad times, our happy times. You know, they see and know that we turn to God for whatever we need. So now they're able to do so. Uh, I don't know how far you want me to talk, but I talk forever now. I'm, I'm awake now, but that's just a little bit of me being a father that I know of. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, thank you, Brother Tyrone and Brother uh, uh, Sister Pastor B, and we appreciate that and what you had to say. And I want to just add just a few more things that we can turn it on to some other brothers and just sign on and everything like that. You know, the, and the other thing we got to look at that, and that's, that's his, Tyrone's experience, but sometimes a father is not actually, uh, uh, or a dad, is actually somebody that, that may or may not be related to you that can be a mentor or, or can be it can be someone from a, a secular point that's not married to you, but is willing to raise their kids as their own, and everything like that. From from the from the, from that perspective. But when I think about what about uh, what some of the things Tyrone said about uh, God, the, the scripture that comes to me, because we want to be looking at particular scriptures here. And this is coming out of Proverbs chapter twenty, verses seven. It says, "The righteous man's walk in his integrity, and it says that his children are blessed." After him, so a father. When we look at a father, we're looking for, from from our perspective, we're looking for somebody with integrity to be able to teach, to be able to direct, to be able to bring discipline, be able to uh, to, to to show love to, to be able to even in sometimes to be able to wear to things. We're looking at those type of things. Uh, in uh, Proverbs chapter four, verses one and two, it says, "Hear, my children, the instructions of a father, and give attention." To know understanding, for I give good doctrine. Do not forsake my law, you know. And that's what God has given to us. He's given us God when it comes to God. He's given us the opportunity to get even closer with Him, you know. No matter what we did, what I think about it, I think about a father. Like what Brother Tyrone said, because he is my brother. Um, our father was not in our life. Well, he was in our, in our life temporarily. And everything, but why he was there for that temporary time, Tyrone doesn't remember that because I'm much older than he is. <laughs> but he was when he was there, he was for me, he was good for what I knew what a father. But there were other men that became mentors, like Bishop um, um, Brandon, um, and that was my mom's previous pastor, and um, some of my uncles and stuff like that. That that began to fill that role because there was so there were men that was in in our lives that uh, that did give us great advice that did teach us some of the advice was not good some of it was good you know it, it just depends you know but and, I, and of course as we got older there was people that was mentoring me that kind of thing um, and so I'm always grateful to those those men that was in my life that poured into a our life growing up as kids because we were, we were, my mom, it was four boys, man, so we were, <laughs> it could be a little rough at times, you know, and everything like that. We would have been a little rough. And, and my mom, and, and, and as Tyrone mentioned, my mom do get a lot of credit because she was determined that her boys was going to grow up like men. You know, she was determined 
to do things and keep us active and things the boys or men were doing. And she knew she couldn't do it by herself and everything like that. So she, from my perspective, I, I talked to my mom. I always tell her, like, mom, you did the best you can with what you had, and I think you did it great, you know. All of us know about the church. All of us know about being saved and being filled with the Holy Ghost. All of us, uh, none of us got no excuse, you know. Then what direction of path we go from there? Um, it's up to us, but we can't say with it. We, growing up, that we couldn't, we didn't get the word because we got the word, man. And um, I'm, I'm grateful that we grew up in that environment. When I look on my father's side of the family and some of the things that were going on 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 his side of the family, it was probably a blessing that we didn't have that type of interaction with that side of the family. You know, so I thank God for that. I thank God for my family. I thank God for the church family and my all all of us. You know, that grew up. You know, men. In, in our family, men were the dominant ones and stuff like that, and they expected young boys to act like 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 men, you know. And they raised us up like that and everything like that, whether it was right or wrong. They raised us up to the best of what they were able to do. Amen. So, uh, yeah. brother, uh, who was somebody else joined us too? I wasn't sure. Five one eight one. Is that? Is that? Uh, Brother Elson? Brother yes, Elson? sir. Sir. Brother Elson. Okay. Hey, welcome to the broadcast, Brother Elson. We're glad to have you and everything. We're just talking about fathers. And I know you got something to share with us. But we're going to go to Brother Cleophas first, okay? And then we can move back around. And what, one thing I asked Brother Elson, uh, I asked Brother Tyrone to bring his wife on for today and everything. And I'm asking you the same thing of your brothers. If you want to bring your spouse on to be a part of the discussion, not today, but maybe next week, but that's fine. I think it's a good idea because we can get all perspective as being with, from, from a man perspective, being men and uh, being connected with women and stuff, okay? So, uh, Brother Cleophus. Hey, good evening. Uh, man, good evening. Again, uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Okay. I can hear you. Really good, to, really good to hear you guys' voices. Uh, again, we haven't, haven't talked in a while on call. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, from a father's perspective, uh, you know, uh, my, my, my dad, my father, um, transitioned back. Was a was a really great role model. Um, a lot of a lot of who I am today is, is, is because of his teaching. But he taught me along the way how how to be respectful, how to be a man, and so forth and so on, how to, how to, you know, handle your business uh, from a job perspective. Uh, but more importantly, you know, teaching me about the Lord and, and raising me in the fear and admonition of the Lord and making sure that I had that foundation. And I think it's really important um, as a father, and I've got three daughters and five grandkids and you know, and they are my responsibility. I cover them uh, in prayer. Uh, I teach them, talk to them. I try to train them up. And, and that's what the scripture says. It says train up a child in the way that they should go. And I think sometimes as, as, as parents, uh, we, <laughs> we want to beat into them how they're going to go. And that's not what the scripture says. The scripture says train up a child in the way that they should go. 
and I'm so thankful that that for the training that I received as a, as a kid. Um, and you know, when I got old enough to make decisions on my own, you know, I, I ran. I, I I ran to the world. I ran away from God and ran to the world. But I didn't stay in the world because of what was taught to me. And when when times got really tough, um, I knew how to fall on my knees and cry out to God uh, because of the foundation that I had been had been given um, through my through my parent through my dad and through my grandparents um, and family members, you know, Aunt Lucy. Aunt Ruth and so forth and so on. I can start naming names and I can just go on and on. Uh, but it's about the foundation. And one of the things that, that I tell my children now and my grandkids is not what I can leave to you from a material perspective. It's what I can leave in you that will set you up to success in life. And I think part of a lot of my success in life right now is because of what my dad left in me, uh, the impartations uh, that he and my grandparents uh, instilled in me. So I think that, you know, one of the scriptures that come to mind, and as you go through life, you get you get training or information from a lot of different sources. And one of the things that I've learned is that is training is always going on. Either you're being trained or you're training something. And the world will train you and have no apologies for what they're training. And it's important, as as Pastor Tyrone Rose said, it's important to have that relationship with God. But one of the scriptures that came to mind about just that is in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, um, verse 14 through 16. And it says, I do, this is Paul talking, I do not write these things to shame you but to warn and advise you as my beloved children. For even if you even if you were to have 10,000 teachers to guide you in Christ, yet you would not have many fathers who lead you to Christ and assume responsibility for you. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the good news of salvation. So I urge you, be imitators of me, just as a child imitates his father. And... There's a beautiful song that 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 we sang during uh, uh, baby dedication. Is is just simple words. They want to be just like me, you know. They the child want to be like me, and I want the child to follow me as I follow Christ. So it's it's you know, and that's 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 just a key thing, man. You know, raising your children in the fear and nation of the Lord making sure that they have a rock-solid foundation in the event that, that for some reason you're not there or you can't be there, that they have something to fall back on that you've placed in them and not something that you've given to them. So. And I can go on and on as well. <laughs> yeah, you guys y'all continue talking. Uh, we're going to uh, switch up this a little bit. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening to the broadcast. This is When Christmas Speak Talk Radio, our day's broadcast, of course. It's our three real life, real men, and real talk. And, man, I'm glad to have the brothers with me. It looks like um, someone else is showing. And um, I just want to make sure here. Uh, Brother Aston, are you still with us? I'm still with you. Okay. 
All right, so brother Elf, do you have anything to add, bro? Uh, I just want to say, uh, I just I'm blessed. Um, I still have my dad. My dad's still um, with us, still living. Um, he's 78. He is um, inspiration because um, he's still cutting grass, still work around the house, um, still very active, and so he encourages me. Um, to really to keep moving, no matter how old you get, do your best to keep moving. Uh, my dad um, <clears throat> was, uh, I grew up in a very strict home. Um, my dad did not play. Um, I thank God that he was like that because he definitely, I definitely um, um, missed out on a lot of unfortunate things that happened to some of my friends and, and peers growing up because my dad did not play. And um, because of that, he showed me great work, work, great work ethics, as well as he gave me a mentality that if you want something, go go after and get it, and you got to work hard to do it. Um, he's also um, uh, he's a um, he was a deacon in the church. I grew up in knowing him as a deacon in the church, and by him being a deacon in the church, um, I was always in or always doing something um, church-related because of him um, and my mother, but mainly him. And he he took me on trips to or or days when I had to go pray for the sick and communion with the sick. And um, he made me pray in front of people. He made me give testimonies. He made me do things that I was very uncomfortable doing, but he made me do it. It wasn't that I was too young. Oh, he's too young. He wouldn't understand. No, he made sure I understood. He made me understand that without God, I'm nothing. I can't do nothing with God. So he instilled that into me as well as my sister. Um, he's always been around, a great supporter, um, uh, disciplinary. Yes, absolutely. He would tear your hind pot up but i know it was out of love but yet he was such a he is still is such a giving man and loving and compassionate man um um my dad um uh, he is he is such a great helper to family and friends that the family will call on him for almost anything especially for you know some advice or um maybe things that he can kind of give him some wisdom and share some light on. Um, he still to this day uh, wants to do things for me, and I have to tell him, no, I got it, no, I got it, no, I got it, because uh, he wants to to help and, and support me and my family. Um, my dad, um, um, not like all the other dads that I knew growing up, he was totally different. Uh, totally different, but yet he was, and he is a great supporter. And my C friends from the past, they say, they first thing they ask is, "How's your dad doing? Is he, is he still running? Is he still working out? Is he still doing this? Is he still doing that?" You know, I was like, "Oh, wow, you remember?" They said, "Yeah, your dad. You know, your dad was always on the go. He was always trying to keep in shape and things of that nature." So, uh, my dad, he 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 really had. Um, set the path for me to follow and then 
has equipped me to do much better than what he's doing, which is very hard to do. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still around again, and I just thank God for him. Um, I know it's going to be a time coming that I will be saying he was, but I just thank God I can say that he is right now. That's it. Amen. 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 So, Brother uh, brother Tyrone, we want to, and uh, Brother Cree, uh, I'm going to open it up now. If you guys had more to say, please, uh, just t- by now I'll go ahead and say it. Um, I thank you for the scriptures that were shared. I do want to share one more other scripture from you, with you. And, and it's, again, this one is coming out of Proverbs chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. And this is something for all of us, either even those that was raised up with the Father or how we how God responds to us. Comes to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. It says, My son, do not despise the chastising of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Just as Father, the Son is in whom he delights. So the thing is, is the Lord is God is, 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 is chastising us, and we're not supposed to despise. And that's the whole word. All of what I think of a father is that he's doing everything, or he should be doing everything in love. I remember this, and then I'm going to get a mic over to somebody else. I remember my grandfather, and Cleophas, you know how he was. He was the only yeah. man that I ever had in my life that would beat, would whip you, and be smiling the whole time. I mean, he'd be cracking <laughs> up the whole time. You know, uh-huh. I, I never got a beating with this man. He'd be cracking up laughing the whole time. He was so different. <laughs> Than uh, my my uh, my grandmother, but my grandmother be upset. But he he to me he'll look like he's upset. You know he just like he's <laughs> you try to run away yep. or whatever. You like you ain't going nowhere. And so, so that's the one thing I remember about the chastising of my father, even my own father and stuff like that. I remember one time before how he chastised me and everything because I called him a name. I was I think I was about three or four years old, but I called him Big Head. Big mistake. <laughs> I think I got the worst in my life because I call him Big Ed, you know. But you know, and yeah. everything. So that's that's basically. Go ahead, Cleophas or or Tyrone. Uh, yeah, I mean, go right ahead, sir. Oh, uh, I was going to read one particular passage of scripture, uh, Ephesians six and four. And this is this is uh, one thing that I learned. I've, I've learned years ago in raising up my children, it says, Father, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And, and raising, raising children, and, you know, coming up in the church, and, and that's our pastoring, and as we got burned, uh, I've always had over over twenty children under me, and so I had to play. I had to use the role as a father, as a, a pastor, and a friend, and someone that they always. But I always had the scripture in my heart, you know, not to provoke them uh, to do anything that will go contrary to. What we wanted to, what we wanted them to learn, and so the scripture said, "Provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the 
discipline and instruction of the Lord as God will instruct me, as God will teach me, I will use this particular passage of scripture to, to help raise my children or inner children that was around me uh, for outside of the church, you know, because I would always tell them, you know, listen, don't go out and and and, and create a, a fight with anyone, but defend yourself by all means. Always know that God is with you or wherever you be, wherever, whatever time it may be. I said, if you feel as though you have to uh, fight somebody, I always instruct them to come look for me first. Take it out on me. Come and try to do whatever you want to do with me because I'm there to help you not to hurt you. But out there in the world, the world don't love you, and they're going to, they're going to provoke you. They're going to hurt you. They're going to do whatever they can to harm you. But remember that God is always there with you. So, you know, if I'm going to provoke them, I'm going to provoke them to love uh, as opposed to fight. I'm going to provoke them to help as opposed to hurt. I'm provoking them to uh, to be obedient as to be disobedient. Uh, so that particular passage of Scripture stuck with me down through the years. And now I'm several other scriptures uh to train up the child, you know, that's, you know, that stuck with us. As we were growing up, I couldn't understand what it meant uh, growing up, but I knew what Mama was doing. She was teaching us the best she knew how with what she had. So when we got old, you know, we remember those things. I remember, I remember the training. And so therefore we were able to pass it on. Other scriptures, quite a few scriptures in the Bible, but that was one that was in particular that, uh, that has stuck with me down through the years. Well, you know, uh, just wanted to talk on that a little bit. That's all. Amen. 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 Yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> I think one of the things that, that you know, for me is, is I go back to, to the very beginning and, you know, what was what was in the mind of God uh, when he instituted, you know, marriages uh, between a man and a woman. Be fruitful, multiply, subdue the land, and replenish it. And you know, and one thing that I've come to understand is, you know, God, in His infinite wisdom, put Himself in 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 me, and that's the way He gets into my heart. It's through me. So it's incumbent upon me to to live a godly lifestyle before. My children and my grandchildren and and, and and their friends, friends and family, so that they could see that that you know what they are desiring or chasing after in the world, they can have that in the body of Christ and not have to chase after that. Now you can chase after God, and God will supply your every need. And so it's so important that, that, that as men, as, as dads, as fathers, that we instill these things in, in our children. And for, for me at this stage in my life, for my grandchildren, you know, I've got a 12-year-old grandson, and I have committed myself to him this year like never before because he's at that age now that, you know, he's starting to grow and he's starting to, he's starting to have questions and such. So. I want to make sure that I'm in a position that I can pour into him and and train him up, you know, uh, so that, you know, he can become the 
the man that God wants him to be, and not so much what I want him to be, but what, or what his mom and his dad want him to be, but what God wants him to be. And and I that's my responsibility. You know, his father's not in the church. His father's not 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 born again, working on it, but he's not. So somebody has to step in and fill that role that God wants to pour into his life, so that he can understand. You know what God, who God is, who Jesus is, and understand. Okay, there's another way besides what you see in the world. Because the world will make everything look so so attractive and glory, and and I, and you know Satan, everything he does is, is opposed to what what God wants. So it's incumbent upon me again, and my role and responsibility to cover my staff cover my friends, my family, and my co-workers, and live a life before them that, that, that exalts God, and not not pouring things down, not stuffing things down somebody's throat, but just living a life. And if you live a life that exalts God and shines light on it, they will come to you and ask you, you know, how are you doing it? How are you doing? And it's not about it's not about me. It's about him. And so, yes, my twelve year old grandson, my nephews, and so forth. Uh, yes, that, that's my commitment. Two thousand and more into their lives like never before. Uh, not not browbeat them with it, but uh, yeah, every Sunday that boy's in church. We get out, we get in the car, we ride home. I'm asking them, what you learn today? Tell me what you understood about what Pastor said, and we have we're having dialogue over that. And he may not understand it today, but there's coming a time down the road when I may not be around, and now he can draw on those things that he heard his pop pop say. He can draw on those things that he saw me do, and not just him, but my my granddaughters, you know. All that are, all that are in my household, I believe that was the intent of God when he, when when He brought man on His feet, that He put Himself in a man. Now He can be in every household through a man that's raising up His children in the fear and admonition of the Lord, that's giving them godly wisdom, godly instruction to live a, a life, and as Brother Tyrone said, not provoking them to anger, you know, not being so rigid that you know that that. Is my way or the highway, and a, and a lot of us grew up in that environment. So did I, you know. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes you stray away, and I and so I just want to put them in an environment where they can learn and grow and understand the relationship that they can have with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Pastor D, do you have, have anything to add? Anything else you want to say? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, I, I know that, you know, um, I told my husband the other day, it's a very, very thin line between the past and the father. Amen. And especially when you're in um, in the church and you're raising children, um, it's a real thin line because you have to uh, discipline them at home and then you have to discipline them in the church or 
Um, you have to discipline discipline them. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of times we we are so wrapped up in church and so wrapped up in um, that we forget sometimes that to be a, a mentor, a father. And what happens is um, the kids say, well, we never went on vacation. We never went um, to Disneyland. We never um, enjoyed ourselves going different places. But um, I thank God for my husband when we were raising our children, even though he was passing the church, um, we went on vacation. Um, right. He showed them how to have fun, you know, other than um, – church service and, and playing the instruments and doing different things. He took them to the beach. He took them um, to amusement parks, and he let them enjoy other things. He let them enjoy life. And so that's why I told him it's a thin line between a father and a pastor because, you know, even though you want them in church all the time and you feel like sheltering them 24-7 in the sanctuary, we, we, we realize we can't do that. Um we have to show them that, you know, we can, as saints or as um, Christian family, we can enjoy ourselves um, outside the church and and be a family. And he gave them parties, birthday parties, where they invited their friends, and and um, and it's it's important. It's important to them, and then because they saw that, and because they saw um, the love between my husband and myself. Um, they're able to express love, you know, with their husbands and their wife. So, you know, it's important to be an example. It's important to be an example um, of a father or mother. Um, and it takes a village, you know, just like um, Pastor Malone um, was saying that, you know, uh, you may not grow up you know, with a father or, but you need that mentor in your life. You need somebody other than that father, that father's not there. You need that other person. And God will put him in place. God will always put that person in place to um, be a father or be a mentor. But it takes a village um, to raise a child. It takes a village to raise, you know, you may not have children. You may not have, ever have kids, but um, one way or another, God is going to place somebody in your pathway, and they're going to come back to you later on in life and say, I remember when. So it's important that we be an example on the way. Amen. 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 Um, Brother Anthony, did you want to say something, or are you okay? Oh, I'm okay. I think I, I, all I wanted to say, I know we have a part two. So, <laughs> yeah, I think for me, Sister D, you brought up a good point because in my life, I know that there have been young people that I've mentored, and I, and I did that for a while, mentoring young people uh, that were going through um, trials and tribulations. Some of them was as young as four or five years old, and they was already in gangs, and this was like 20, 20 some years ago, you know. And, uh, and and trying to experience outside the, the area and let you see what real life life is about. 
and everything, and to be that that mentor, you know, to to hold them responsible for doing their homework and stuff like that. Um, and some of them, them came from a truly broken homes where there was drugs, where there was incest, or uh, that kind of thing, where there was a rape by an uncle or whatever. And to be able to 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 mentor at that point in ministry because it was still part of ministry, and to teach them or to show them that this is not what it's all about and stuff like that. So a lot of times uh, there are a different organization out there. They are secular and also they're religious organizations to help young men through very difficult times in their life and everything like that. Uh, especially if they're dealing with the anger because mother and father separated. I'm just being real, keeping it real here. Or whatever the issues might be, not just young men, but young women too. There's organization, there's counseling out there, and there's uh, uh, secular and from the church perspective uh, that are willing to talk with these people, especially with what we got going on right now with all the, the different school shootings and uh, and all the just murder, man. It's a, it's a spirit of wickedness that have taken place. All the things that are going on and everything, and we need to be able to whether you have kids or don't have kids or you're looking at somebody else's kids, is to be able to speak to them on these things, you know, and to talk real to them and stuff like that, you know, and everything. And so uh, we we as men have a responsibility, and women, all of us as an adult have a responsibility, uh, you know, to, to train them. And like you said, it takes a village to go to them and point them in the right direction and everything. And I salute Every every husband, every male that does right by their kids, you know, that does right by their kids and everything, uh, whether they together with their, their, their spouse, whether they're separated, whatever the case may be, still be able to go forward and um, do what's right as far as a father is what they're supposed to be doing and stuff like that. And that seemed to be a major concern what's going on with within the community is that relationship, you know, you know, and everything like that. You know, and uh, pointing them in the right direction, and and giving tough love. You know, giving tough love and everything. Yeah, tough love. But uh, I don't have anything else unless anybody else has something they want to add. You know, I don't want to close out. I, I think one thing yeah. that's critically important in, in, in you know relationships with with your children and so forth, just like you know my dad and I. I think it's critically important that we talk to them and not talk at them. Uh, for a long time, like when, when my, my father and I were having challenges in our relationship, uh, I felt like he was talking you know, uh, at me and not to me. And uh, one day we, we had a really, really deep And I was an adult at this point, and we had a really good conversation. Man. And that conversation ended with, uh, you know, I I have never heard my dad say I love you. Now, love is we all know love is an action word, and everything that he did that he loved me, I never heard him say I love you. And we're talking, and I told him I've never heard you say you love me. You know, and and from that point on, our relationship pivoted like on a dime. You know, I mean, he, he became my best friend. He was my father, and I respect. I, I honored him, respected him as my father. But we became friends, and uh, it changed our relationship. You know, and, and I, I was able to express myself, and he heard me. 
And I think too often, as, as, as let me speak to me, I think too often we get so rigid in traditions and the way we were brought up that we're not flexible. And we stop and, we, and, and you're too young for me to be able to listen to you. No, listen to your children. Let them have their voice. And then you sit down and you talk to them and you talk to them and you get you guide them so that they understand why you're doing what you're doing. One of the things with my grandson, and I, one of the traditions and what I grew up in, when your parents told you to do something and you asked them why, you might get a backhand, but one of the words that they will always say, because I told you so. And I was doing that with my children. I was, and I was especially, I was doing it with my grandson. My grandson, this boy is so inquisitive. And, and I told you so just wasn't going to work for him. And I had to switch up. I had to become flexible. And so now when he, when I tell him to do something and he asks me why, I explain why so that he understands why. Now that question doesn't come up again. And so I just think as parents, you, you, you grow just like your kids grow, and you have to be flexible and, and be able to shift and maneuver so that you can gain your kids' trust belief in you as a parent. That way that they can go out into the world and be successful in life and draw others to the body of Christ. Amen. Again, you've been listening to our three real life, real men, real talk. Uh, we're talking about fathers. Amen. We're celebrating Father's Day that's coming up next Sunday. I was, somebody sent me a message said, correct my day. I don't know why I thought it was this today, but it's next Sunday. And um, I got Brother Elson, Brother Cleophas, Brother Tyrone, and um, Sister D with with us also, and a couple, a few other guests. I want to thank the guests for joining us today. I hope it was a blessing unto you and everything. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do so by going to Speak at gmail.com or go to our regular Facebook page or anything like that. But I'd like Brother Tyrone to, uh, if he's still there, to go ahead and close us out in prayer and, uh, and everything. But but that is right there. Yes, amen. Uh, we thank God for you, uh, brethren. Thank God for the fathers that have spoken. Uh, we're going to dismiss. Father God, we thank you for how you have blessed this talk. So tonight, God, we pray that you bless each and every heart continually as we men be men. We be fathers of our children and of anyone that may cross our path for help. God, we'll be able to help them as you lead us. God, we pray that you continue to bless our leaders, our fathers. Oh, God, that you uh, keep us all just humble, all at the same time. Until the next time we come together, God, keep us, shield us and protect us, lead, guide, and direct us. God, we know you can. We believe you will. We ask you in the precious name of the Father. Son and Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. 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 Again, brothers, thanks for joining. You have a listen with Christmas Week Talk Radio. This is our three real life, real men, real talk. And we'll see you next month. God bless everyone and take care. God bless you. God bless you. God bless. Amen.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.